Well, hi, and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers podcast. A couple of brothers talking about the Big Blue. I'm Andrew. I've got my brothers, David and Stephen, here joining me. David in California. David, how you doing? I am doing Gucci, sir. It's fantastic. And Stephen, all the way from the Bluegrass State. Stephen, how are you? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. You're very good. Now, if we've learned nothing else so far with the Big, big Blue Brothers, it's first of all, that's hard to say. Second, that uh, we're not very good we at doing this every on time. time we do these. I know, uh, but you know, we're we're not very good at doing these on time. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't do one last week. I don't and, know. Uh, we saw how that happened. So yeah, it uh, it's whatever. But that's all right. Uh, we're here with our only second episode of the season, even though there were two games into the season. Um, but let's get right into it. First of all, we're very bad at picking games. Uh, David, I'm not. David got the Auburn game right. I'm fifty percent. There you go. Uh, but Steven, you and I did not have such luck. We were very confident in this team for the first two games and uh we didn't we didn't win. I'd like, yeah, to, I'd like to change my uh my official record for uh I'm saying we go zeros whole season. Zeros? Meaning zeros no wins? all the way through. All the way through. Hopefully not. Yeah, I'll take that bet. <laughs> Bandy's pretty bad, David. I think I think we'll win a couple. <laughs> I the last one. And it's whatever. Well, let's start, I guess, in order with the Auburn game. Going into the game, obviously, like, we had a lot of hope and, you know, joy for this season. And, and then even at the beginning of the Auburn game, David, I thought we were doing pretty well. Like, we were moving the ball okay. It seemed like we were going to keep up with them. Uh, and even towards the end of the game, I think I texted um, one of you guys, or maybe both of you, like I liked how we were taking so much time off the clock at the end of the quarter. Looked like we were going to punch it in to what? Go up seven, and then we would have gotten the ball back at uh, the beginning of the second half. Uh, And then we had the call, David. We did. We had the call. I don't know that I've ever seen like there are games and I don't think we lost because of that because we got trounced and that was a big momentum shift. But that was like one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the whole body was across the line, but it's all good. Well, and it wasn't even just the fact that, like, the body was across the line. But then they went back and reviewed it, Stephen. And after they reviewed it, like, there were two feasible options. Either he was down with his knee at, like, the two-yard line or something. Or he was in the end zone. There wasn't really, like, any sort of rationale for in-between. But that's what they ended up calling uh, and was an extremely frustrating thing. Yeah, I think what they ended up calling actually was that he was forward momentum was stopped, so forward progress, which I thought they can only do that if the whistle blows, and the whistle did not blow until he was clearly in the end zone, so I don't really know what or how that happened, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Yeah, and then we go and we try to QB sneak it on the next play. does not work. Then we throw the ball. Uh which I don't remember, but I had heard that, like, did we not have any timeouts left at that point is why we were throwing? or So I thought we had a timeout still. I'm not sure. I don't remember from the game, but I know I've heard other people talking about we didn't have a timeout. Whatever it was, we throw, and they run back a pick six, 
And that targeting call had to be a makeup one, right, David? Like, I mean, it was targeting. He did hit him helmet to helmet. But I feel like that doesn't – probably wouldn't get called unless they just stole seven points from us and it would have been a 14-point swing if they had not made that call. Yeah, I mean, just targeting is targeting. But, uh, but yeah, I think it, they definitely leaned that way because it was a really bad call that led to a – pick six so yeah steven wasn't that a makeup so, call do you think honestly i never saw the play because oh yeah. i had to go to work yeah and so as soon as he got the pick six and ran in the end zone i just left <laughs> and then i turned on the radio when i get to my truck as i'm pulling out of the subdivision and i hear kentucky goes to the half down eight to seven and i thought well that's weird so i called you and you told me that it was not and just for the record, I just turned the game on in the basement here, and I'm watching the interception happen at the moment. Well, there you go. <laughs> and we had we had zero timeouts, just for the record. Yeah. So that, I, I just guess, want to make sure. I'm yeah. at 26 seconds left. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess that would have been the reason, because if you run the ball, maybe you don't have time to get the kicking team out there or whatever. But anyways, we throw the pick six. I think it was definitely a makeup call. Um, but it, it could have been, like, the most I, – I try to be more positive with – Kentucky football and I know Steven usually when we're all texting together it, it seems like you know sometimes you're a little bit more pessimistic which makes sense since you've been a UK fan longer than, than both of us but I have like when people say something that's Kentucky football that seemed like Kentucky football where we score but we don't and then all of a sudden there's a pick six luckily it didn't you know stand but still I just I mean that stunk but we were still in the game at that point. Like it's eight to seven, like you said, going into the second half. I felt like we had played pretty well, you know, except for a couple of silly mistakes. Terry kept, I mean, I think the decisions in the first game were pretty bad. The the stuff of like when you get a, a an offsides call and they throw a flag at the beginning of the play and then he's dumping it off to the running back coming out of the backfield. Like you have to throw that deep. You've got a free play. So like that stuff was frustrating. But Steven, I just it, yeah. But but I I I I feel like we just got butt hurt and like we were upset that yeah okay yes we got seven points taken away from us, but like there are bad calls sometimes in games. But it just didn't seem like we were ready to play in the second half. I don't know if that's because we didn't make adjustments and they did, or I don't know. I mean, I think we, we were still done. ready though because we still stayed. We were still in the game. Um, I mean, at one point we cut it, uh, what was it like? I think, I don't know, we cut it back to, it was a one score game in the, late in the second half, third period, fourth quarter. It's just, we had a few plays back to back where it just, they broke us real, real easy. Um, I think Kentucky is good, but situationally we choke. I think you saw that in the Ole Miss game. You get to where you go up, you have everything you want in the first half. I mean, yeah, you would like to stop it more but you're up seven, you get the ball to start the second half, you come out, score, you go up 14 points. With a running team like we are, as good as we should be running the ball, a 14-point lead in the second half should last. Well, Ole Miss comes down and scores, and then you get the drive where you march down. Terry makes a decent throw, not a great one, and it's behind the guy. You drop it, and then you miss the field goal. Like, that's just situationally bad football, and then they score, and then now you're, oh, no, we're tied up. Here we go now. It just but kind of snowballs on you. At what point, though, does, like, being making mistakes like that 
not like at what point does it equal you're just not a very good team like it, it, i understand that we've got some talented players and stuff but when you continue to make the mistakes is, i think the difference is i think teams all teams make mistakes yeah. all good teams make those mistakes the difference is your alabamas your lsu's of last year your clemson's they have the players that make up the mistakes it's just like so if you were equated to basketball kentucky's well, their championship team, let's call it, not their best team. You get perimeter players who are really good, but they make mistakes and they go by them. Well, then you have an Anthony Davis sitting in the back that erases that mistake. We don't have the two touchdowns that Seth Williams caught. One of them, the ball was – I thought when the guy threw – when he threw the ball, their last touchdown, I was I was screaming like in excitement because he threw the ball high. Yeah. But they have a 6'3 receiver who jumped – up almost to the goalpost to catch a ball. That's a bad throw that somebody made. That's a mistake that somebody bailed him out. That's what that is. We don't have that player. So David, a couple years ago we played U of L and they had Devontae Parker. We beat mm -hmm. U of L except Devontae Parker made catches. It just happens. Yeah. So David, do you think that that's kind of the case? We don't have those big time players. We don't have a Benny Snell. We don't have a Lynn Bowden. We don't have a Josh Allen this year. And that's the difference of why we're losing these games as opposed to previous years where it seems like we had been turning a corner with UK football, winning some of these games and definitely winning the ones that we should. I do think that, I mean, we have good players. Like, I mean, all of our running backs are, are pretty good our quarterback when they celebrate 30 yards that's before true the touchdown. that's true oh yeah that's true. That bad. <laughs> uh but i mean we have good running backs and a good number of them we have a good quarterback and it just our secondary isn't great or some of them aren't even good and since there's nobody great out there to just snag the ball or someone to just whip through like lynn bowden did it just when the game starts to fall apart you don't have anyone to lean on aren't we like in some statistical categories, like last in We're the how worst good our secondary is. Worst defense entirely? I, I think it's passing defense. We're the worst passing defense. Because right now, there's only 74 teams that are playing games. So next week, it'll go up more. But we are the 74th worst team in the country out of 74 teams that have played. In Mississippi State, they I mean, they're a weird team. We'll talk about them in a minute. But they are they do the air raid, don't they, <laughs> whenever it comes yeah. to that? So they're going to want to yeah. throw the ball. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe that's not a good matchup for us there. But yeah. I don't really know what is a good matchup at this point. We just, like, if we beat ourselves, we're the bad matchup of, you know, we're the ones playing, so we're going to screw it up there. Um, I think some of that, though, kind of became a little bit of a false narrative, to be honest with you. Because if you go back to last year, we were not a great team. And everybody yeah. talked about how, well, we have – look at all the stuff we have. We have one of the best defenses in the country against pass defense. Like, we only gave up six touchdowns a year. Okay. Well, if you go back and actually look at that, one, we played a running game, so we didn't give teams a lot of time to throw the ball. Yeah. Second, uh, if you go back and look at it, I think every one of our games was a torrential downpour. Yeah. Nobody's throwing the ball in torrential downpours every – like. The Louisville game last year, nobody was throwing that one. The Georgia game, nobody was going to throw on that one. So it kind of was a very misleading stat. It so did feel, though, like the past couple of years, though, like it, it seems strange because I feel like in the past few years it's been defense is solid, offense is what 
you know, has to step up to win the game. At least that's what I've felt like for the past couple of years, David. And now this year, it kind of seems like our offense, yeah, we made some mistakes in the first couple of games and stuff like that, but it seems like the offense scores all right. We put up, what, 40-some-odd points with Ole Miss. I know they don't have a defense, but, like, we, we, we move the ball all right. Uh, but the defense is what seems to be letting us down in these games. 100% agree. I don't get how we go one year and like for the past three, maybe four years, our defense is just getting like bigger and bigger, better and better. We're doing really great. And then all of a sudden we just kind of jump back to where we were four or five years ago where our secondary can't stop anything and our line isn't really a good matchup for some other lines. Like we've been, we've been excelling, even though, you know, yeah, last year's stats are a little misleading. We were still good, not great, but we weren't bad. And just going from that last year to this, and we didn't lose that many guys. So. David, do you think there was a report recently that like the secondary in their um, group had a significant number of like COVID exposures and weren't able to practice as much towards the beginning of I guess what this year was training camp or whatever else maybe not that but like as as they're practicing before the season do you think that gives any sort of an excuse for them do you think that they're they're good they're just like sucking right now <laughs> what, what do you think is going on with the secondary no I just I mean most if not all the other teams have had the same struggles and they're doing all right so I just think we need to step up yeah Steven, in that Auburn game, we talked about we had a bunch of mistakes. Uh, you think of the what should have been a pick six at the end of the first half. You think of not nearly as important, but Terry not going deep whenever we've got the, um, you know, the free play. His fumble whenever I think we're only down one or two or something like that in the third quarter. Um, you think uh, us going for the, the fake punt and getting stopped and then they come down and score. Yeah, Do you I think don't know it was, what in the world that was. That was awful. Yeah, I I had heard that Stoops had said said later that like he, he they've given um, Duffy a green light and that the read was there for him to go and the guy just missed the block. But Stoops said he should have told Duffy not to fake it at that point. I feel like that would have been obvious. Like the place that we were at in the game, the risk versus the reward did not make sense at that part of the field to be faking a punt. But do you think – Especially when you have such a great punter. Yeah. Like, you can flip the field every time. Yes. It'll be great. Yes. But do you think it was a, a combination of all of those mistakes that kind of screwed the Auburn game for us? Do you think one of them was, like, the thing that turned the tide when it came to the game? Uh, I mean, I think the – I think if you look at definitely the, the call – at the end of the first half affects the game. I want to say it changed it um, because it is a difference of going into the half eight to seven versus 14 to eight. Um, but I think it's just kind of a combination of the two point conversion that we inexplicably gave up. Oh yeah. The missed call at halftime, the fumble. Um, even, I mean, even if you don't, even if you, if Terry throws that ball away and it's an incomplete pass, you're well I would say you make the field goal but we miss an extra point the next week so yes. you would think in theory you'd make the field goal from the one yard line so you should be up 10 to you should go into that blast play at third down worst case we're up 10 to 7 getting the ball back yeah um and it makes a difference I mean it it it, it just does that you look at 
you go to the next week to the Ole Miss game, if he hits that field goal going into that last drive before overtime, we're down four. So you score that touchdown and you kick the extra point, which we did. Now you're up three. And so Ole Miss gets the ball back with, you know, they've got to go down into field goal range. It changed those, those little plays changed the game. And the reason we missed that field goal is because we had a stupid holding call and then a missed catch, you know? So that's where I say Kentucky is situationally bad. Yeah. David, I, I know we're kind of going back to the same idea, but what I asked Stephen earlier, like I even forgot we had, as he was listing the mistakes there in the Auburn game specifically, I had forgotten about they uh, went for two on, or Auburn went for two uh, after their first touchdown there because we just didn't put a guy where he should have been with the man that was running in motion or whatever and uh, end up scoring there. So do you think, Steven seems to think that just situationally we're bad. What's the difference for you between that and just being not a good football team at this point in the year? Do you think it is just that we can fix a few small things, we'll be all right? Or do you see serious issues with this team moving forward? I think it's mostly like smaller issues, but there's just a good amount of them. And we don't have any great talent to make up for. Like, you know, oh, we're kind of slugging it through. We're tied at the end of the half. We don't have anything to push us over the edge going into the next half. And all of that work and what you get in return from it when you, you know, miss your miss your touchdown, miss extra points, stuff like that. It's just it's deflating and it I I mean I imagine it wears on the players. Yeah. It's just frustrating that we can't seem to to finish drives. We can't seem to, you know, do the things that need to be done in the situation so that we can go ahead and get the win. Uh, but again, Auburn game, not the best. Uh dropped that one uh twenty-nine to thirteen. Uh then played Ole Miss just this past week. Ended up losing a heartbreaker in overtime. Again, that phrase Kentucky football definitely comes to mind when you see how that game uh, ended. And, and it to me, it's even worse because we're playing Lane Kiffin. Like he, this, he's not a guy that anybody really that likes. <laughs> but he beat us, Stephen. How's it feel to get beat by he Lane always Kiffin? Does. He always beats us. It's not anything new. It's annoying. Uh, it's very frustrating. It is a frustrating thing. He's uh, not a super likable coach. Sarah got on to me the other day because she doesn't follow football very much at all. But, like, she knows the name Lane Kiffin because he used to be at Tennessee, and she likes Tennessee. So she's thinking, you know, this is whatever. But, no, nobody likes Lane Kiffin. Like everybody. By the way, changing the game a little bit, I hear rumor that you're going to the state of Tennessee this weekend. Yeah, I'm going in the morning. Oh, you picked <laughs> the wrong weekend, homie. I'm sorry. I didn't Do you realize it. what is next Saturday? Uh, Kentucky playing Tennessee? We could have gone to the game. We could have. I'm off next weekend. Well, you know what? Even more than that, that's my fall break. So I have Thursday, Friday off next weekend. But we're going so, for – why don't you fly? What? I mean <laughs> – you fly, you fly here, and I'll pay for the tickets to the game. Just throw it out there. Well – I'm going to have to do something really nice for Sarah in the next week for that to be okay, but I will work on that. But it, I, I understand what you're saying. I told someone the other day, I had last Friday off of school because we had parent-teacher conferences, and then I have next Thursday and Friday off of school. And I was thinking in my head, like, man, why couldn't this week have been a week earlier or a week later, especially if Tennessee, you know, Kentucky's playing Tennessee then. But we're going for Sarah's grandma's 80th birthday. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we, you know, listen, I'm just telling you, that's what you need to do. 
Okay. Well, I'll I'll, I'll work on that. I'll sweet talk. Football's more important, way. Andrew. Just ah. cancel your just just change your flights. Tell Sarah, sure. you know. Well, no, we'll just go twice. I'll be in Tennessee two weeks and then it's in a row, and it'll be a good time. Just stay for a week. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to work. What is it? I'll just tell, <laughs> I'll tell him I got COVID or something, and I'm in Utah. I'm just quarantining, and uh, that's that's what it is. That'll be my cover story. I think it'll work. Um, so with this Ole Miss game, yeah, it sucks to lose to Lane Kiffin, but also David, like it felt like we should have had that game under control. Like we were up 14 in the second half at one point. And then it just kind of fell apart. Why does that happen? I have no idea. It, it seems like game was in hand. Like we are slow moving, charging up the field. We should have killed like a whole quarter with like two drives. And we just, I mean, even – I feel like once once they started catching up, we kind of s- tried to start playing faster, faster pace, and that's not the speed that we operate at the best right now. Yeah, I I, I missed watching the first half. I listened to most of it on the radio as we were going. Um, but Stephen, what was AJ Rose thinking on his um, play that we'll probably just remember? That's what he is at Kentucky, unless he does something great afterwards. But going down the field and celebrating 30 yards before the end zone, and when there's a dude right there, like he wasn't that much faster, and the guy was right there behind him, ends up getting tackled from behind. Because he looked to his right, not to his left. And when he looked right, he saw one player, and that was it. I just – I don't understand. Like, why, why do that? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, that, that happened, caught him, and he should have scored the touchdown, and he didn't. And then don't we fumble it a few plays later uh, trying to get into he the end zone? He fumbles it two plays later. He fumbles it two plays later. Which, how do you let that guy go back in the game? Exactly. I don't get that one. I, I, yeah, I Especially don't in the same possession. Yeah, well, yeah. I, just, I just feel like – and I know people overreact and coaches are, you know, going for the whole year and not just for one play or whatever – but, I mean, we've got other running backs. I know Smoke, and we'll talk about him, he got hurt uh, in the game and I think he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Didn't he bruise his ribs or something like that, something, that sort of thing? Uh, yes, he's going to be out a couple of weeks for a rib injury. Yeah, so, like, I know he got injured later on, but we do have several really good running backs. Um, I like Rodriguez. He seems to be awesome. But, like, how do you not bench him, David? Like, that, that that seems like at some point you need to send a message to your team. That's not how we play. We're not – because, I, I mean, I, I saw that a bunch of the shows on ESPN and stuff like that were, were making fun of him, and they should have because that's, like, one of the most ignorant things you could possibly do is to be celebrating and then, like, not actually score, and then you're the one that fumbles to uh, – or a couple of plays later. Uh, so doesn't don't you have to take him out at that point? And why do you think Stoops decided to keep him in? I mean, I feel like you you should probably take him out, but like I mean, imagine if you're Stoops and you think that your chance of winning the game is like seventy percent with AJ in, and if you take him out, it drops to like fifty. You know, I feel like if if he brings more of a chance to the team's success, then you but might want to put him back in. I don't know about putting him back in the same possession, but also I don't know about taking him out for the whole rest of the game. Well, I just, but I, I think... disagree that he even because he has a better chance of winning because one, let's just let's just look at what we do. Anytime we need a short yardage play, we don't put him in. We put Rodriguez in. Yeah. So when you're at the goal line, why why is he why is he not in there? He just fumbled. 
He's not your short yardage back anyways. Put somebody else in. And maybe the idea and there. He always, he always avoids con- – like, he's good yeah. coming out of the backfield catching passes. He avoids contact on every play he ever does. He, ne- yeah. he always runs out of bounds. He doesn't try to hit – so why, why is he even in? Yeah, I, I have I hadn't noticed that as much before, but yeah, it, it seems like every time that he is down on a play, it's because he's run, run out of bounds. Like he never, it seems yeah. that he's trying to push forward. Maybe the coaching staff there is thinking we're giving him a chance to redeem himself, but that backfired. Um, sure, let it be later on then. Yeah, well, but speaking of all that, Stephen, how much do you think it affects us in the the coming weeks uh, without uh, Cavassier smoke uh, with him out with his injury? Because you would think now Rose is going to have more carries and Rodriguez as well. Um, how much do you think that affects us in the weeks to come? I mean, I think it definitely affects you, but hopefully they there's a lot of talk that we have a stud freshman running back. Um, so hopefully that – or I think he's a redshirt freshman. He redshirted last year, that Tisdale kid. Um, hopefully he gets some runs at it because I'm just not a Rose fan. I mean, he just – he I, he's too weak, soft, I guess would be a better word for me just because he runs out of bounds and, like, things like that. So he just—he's not the player that I would like to have out there. It's personally, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, an unfortunate thing that we have coming up here, but hopefully we'll be able to bounce back against uh, Mississippi State. Now, David, in that Ole Miss game, I, I didn't think Terry played very well in the Auburn game with again some of his situational stuff. Uh, but he did seem to play a lot better in the Ole Miss game. The he—I think he only like didn't connect on a couple or three or four passes or something like that. He had a high QB rating or whatever. And it seemed like most of the passes that were not caught were ones that hit people in the chest or in the hands and they just dropped. Um, so that if there was any like kind of silver lining of, you know, something that's going well for us is that Terry seemed to make some better decisions and to play a little bit better in the old Miss game. Yeah. The Auburn game, he was pretty questionable on some of his decisions, but like I, the 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 Ole Miss game really pointed out to me that just our 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 catching game is pretty weak because he was he was pretty spot on with most of his passes his decisions when he decided to run uh, were were pretty good um, so I mean it's good that we have someone with a pretty level head that I mean aside from the Auburn game makes pretty good cho- choices consistently um, just if we get some get some catches in there it really help the offense kind of pace out a little bit if there's a if there's a passing threat he could run more or you know run running plays or whatever would be a little more effective but it just seems like we're we're dropping most of them yeah steven we've got to find more receivers don't we we've got um two that are doing all right uh but what uh, akeem hayes is that his name and then uh josh ali right yes akeem hayes is a freshman and Ali is, uh, I think, I believe he's a senior. Um, but, yeah, they've, they've got to find somebody to uh, figure out how to play some wide receiver because we do not have a receiver at all that can make a play. Nobody that gets open and gets, a, like, breaks away from anybody. Yeah. And we can't catch the ball, and we can't make kicks. Uh, we ended that game. It seemed like, you know, we'd have a chance in overtime. We could do this shootout thing because we come down, score pretty easily. Uh, and then extra point, we just uh, choke. And that's it. And it sucks because, I mean, kick, that's what kicks are supposed to do is to make kicks. Um, but we shouldn't have been in that position to start with when it came to being in overtime at home against Ole Miss. So, overall, very frustrating loss. But we've got a chance to redeem ourselves with another Mississippi team coming up next week at Mississippi State. Another very interesting coach and uh, Mike Leach there. 
Stephen, what are your thoughts going into this game? How uh, hopeful are you that we'll bounce back and be able to get our first win of the season three weeks in? Well, first, let me say this. I do remember uh, – I don't remember the year exactly. It was – I want to say oh seven maybe. Um, we had a team with Andre Woodson that if we just beat the Mississippi schools who were down that year, we would have been in the uh, SEC championship, mm-hmm. and we lost to both Mississippi schools. So – just sent throwing out there. So this is we're playing both Mississippi schools again. Not sure if that's a good or bad thing. Um, but I feel confident, especially since they're talking about it being a downpour. <laughs> so I think when if it's raining, it's a good thing for us because we obviously can't cover the pass, which if it's raining, I guess you don't pass as much. So hopefully that works out for us. Uh, somebody's got to step up and make a play. I mean, to me, probably the most disappointing person on the team is that uh, boss man, Fat. He just – He's been abused lately, so and he won't shut up. Hopefully, they figure out something. Yeah, he got to stop talking. Like you can't do that. If if you're gonna talk, you got to be good. You can't suck yeah. and like be literally the worst secondary or pass defense in the NCAA that's playing right now, and then still talking trash is not a good look for anybody on any team, but definitely not our team. Um, no, I would agree. Yeah, sounds they, like we should just be giving it to AJ. Give him a chance to to come back. No. No, no. Uh, I say no. Um, David, what are you thinking about uh, Mississippi State coming up? Uh, again, they, they like to air out the ball uh, a little bit. You would, it, They're a strange team because, like, what, they, they beat LSU in the first week of the season, but LSU might not be any good this year because uh, they just played them and then they beat Vandy, but that was it, and anybody will beat Vandy. Uh, and then the next week they lost to Arkansas. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the next week they, they Mississippi State loses to, to Arkansas, who is supposed to be a very crappy team. Um, so hopefully they have two bad games and then decide to come back up. Uh, but what, what are you thinking coming into this game against Mississippi State? Uh, I think it really depends on our secondary or if there's downpour. You know, I guess that'll save the secondary from it being up to them. But, I mean, our, our run game really is pretty good. We just had a couple sucky endings to drives. The drives in general were pretty good. Um, so I think as long as as long as we can hold back their passes, their air raid, then I think we'll I think we'll squeeze through and and come out with the with the win. But I'm if just, we don't if we don't stop that air attack, then I don't think it's happened. I'm just glad it's not in Starkville because I know that we went to a game in at Mississippi State before. Horrible. And uh, those cowbells oh, yeah, are probably awful. the most annoying things on the entire planet. Woo. You got that right. And they just they'll ring them right in your ear, and we got killed by them whenever we went down and watched the game. But like those are just I don't know how like, like they're saying it's a tradition and that's why they get to have the noisemakers. It's a very strange thing. But luckily that won't be an issue. This one's at home, uh, and there's not even that many fans anyway. So thank goodness. Um, predictions on the game uh steven we'll start with you then david and then i can wrap us up there but what do you think the final score is coming to this mississippi state game uh i'm gonna hope that it's a lot of rain so it's probably gonna keep it low scoring so i think we're doing scores correct yep so i'm gonna say i would say 17 but we can't kick field goals so i'm gonna say <laughs> 20 to 17 because we're going to miss another extra point. 
All right, 2017, and the Cats win. David, what do you think? Um, I say it's probably 16-14. We miss a we miss an extra point, but we kick a kick a field goal. And you think we win? Yeah, I'm gonna be pessimistic, and I'm sorry. I don't think I've picked us to lose a game since we've done this. I know we haven't done wow. that much. <laughs> wow! But but. Wow. Uh, but I, I think we lose this one. Gonna be that guy, huh? Yeah, I, I think seventeen. We lose this 14. one. We're gonna be in big trouble. I think we are in big trouble. I'm not you... so convinced that those mistakes are just like we're a good team. We're just making mistakes. At some point, those mistakes mean you're not a good team, and it seems like that's what we're tending but towards. You, and yes, I know. Realize, into the last episode we did, that... I said we were gonna win seven, and I just don't think that anymore. <laughs> you you picked us. If you lose this game, you're 0-3 with your next games being at Tennessee and home for Georgia. I know it's That's a must win. Five. I'm trying to That's shake 0 and up. That's 0-5 coming trying, their way. I'm trying to shake up the mojo because I picked us to win and we sucked. So maybe if I pick us to lose, it'll change things up. But it, it it's not looking good. It That's seems rough. It seems pretty unbelievable that you had us winning against Auburn but losing this round. Well, you know, I uh, I have learned from experience that uh, we're not really ready to play football, and it's a uh, it's a very strange thing. But you know, it'll be all right. I hope they prove me wrong, and then maybe I'll just pick us to lose every game, and then I maybe sure it'll so. it'll go on there. Um, real quick, some basketball before we're done and wrapping this up here. Uh, I mean, we're not to the season yet, and there's not tons to know because not very many, you know, reports are coming out. People can't get into practice and, and different stuff like that to be able to report on things. But there was this back and forth between Coach Mack of Louisville uh, and Cal at Kentucky uh, about playing the Kentucky-Louisville game. Mack, for a while, seemed like he didn't want to play the game. And then he had a very interesting uh, video whining and complaining for like three minutes about Kentucky changing what they wanted to do and all this different kind of stuff. And then saying, but yeah, we're going to play the game. Uh, Steven, do you like this from coach Mack? Does it bring more to the rivalry? Do you think it's stupid? What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I like them trying to run their yap and act like there's something that they're not. Uh, I hate Louisville. I hope they lose every game and they can be feisty all they want. Cause uh, we're going to, Smash them anyways. I mean, they're – it's kind of what we do. I, I, I mean, I miss the – it's not so much for me. I hate them no matter who their coach is. But I feel like the national side of it, even the local side, it's not as feisty when the coaches are nice. So, I'm good with them just being straight butts. Yeah, I kind of agree. David, do you think it adds something to the rivalry whenever Louisville acts like Louisville of old? I think it does. But, like, if you look at Chris Mack – I know you guys have met uh, Mr. Overstreet, you know, our old neighbor. That's who he kind of reminds me of. A really nice bald man who is not intimidating in any way. He reminds me of an arrogant guy. But, I mean, the point is the lack of, of, like, authority. Like, he's not – I mean, I watched that video and I almost laughed. So, like, I don't know how Coach Cal could be – even pretend to be angry at it because it just sounds like he's just, you know, a little kid yelling at the wind. 
I think it's good. I think it's good for the rivalry. I hope we smack them. Uh, I hope that they cry next year whenever it's at Rupp and then we have fans because COVID is over and they say that we stole one and whatever. So I, I'm excited for it. I hope we smack them. Uh, and hopefully we get some wins before basketball season starts on the on the football side there. We shall see. They're better. There ain't going to be no fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we'll wrap it up there. David, Steven, thanks for joining. Yep. It's been a blast. Sounds good. And theoretically, we will uh, talk to you guys again next week so we can actually do one on a weekly <laughs> basis. And hopefully we're going to – that's our, our new – uh, month resolution here for, for October is uh, we're going to do things on time. And we're talking about we're about to come out with one on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm super excited for it. All right. Uh, to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Big Blue Brothers podcast. Join us every week, maybe Sundays, maybe not. And until next time, we'll see you.